0: good morning everyone and welcome to the weekly walkthrough uh, I'm Ethan Salm in Studio A alongside Nick Catlin good morning everyone
1: good morning everyone Happy to be on the show this week we have a lot to discuss recapping the Super Bowl talking about all the NBA trades after the deadline on Thursday correct Thursday I believe it was Thursday it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun show also recapping college basketball as of yesterday. Headlining by the number number two Blue Devils defeating Virginia, going into Virginia. It's going to be a fun show. I'm excited for it. It's the Brotherhood, baby. It is the Brotherhood. Sadly, but Sad- sadly. Yes, sadly. All right, all right. Headlining, all right. headlining though, or starting us off, I should say. We'll go the conversation after winning. Super Bowl MVP for Julian Edelman is, if he was a Hall of Famer, it was created by Adam Schefter saying basically he was helping his Hall of Fame case. I just, he's not a Hall of Fame. He's not even close.
0: So, basically, what you need to know stats-wise here is that um, Julian Edelman, he uh, he's like second all-time in postseason receiving yards. He has three rings, and he uh, has a Super Bowl MVP to his name. Which he won this year, but what you need to know about his regular season stats is basically that they're not great. Yeah, like Jared Cook, the tight end for the uh, for the Oakland Raiders. Yep, has more receiving yards in his career, I believe.
1: Yeah, and he's very a, young,
0: and he's been in the year <laughs> less, or been in the league yes, less like
1: five years maybe. Yeah, if that <laughs> and
0: uh, I mean Julian Edelman has missed time with injuries and such, but
1: and still and a couple other. Other situation, <laughs>
0: but uh yeah, I'm just not sure if if he performed anywhere near how he does in the postseason in the regular season, we wouldn't be having this conversation.
1: I don't. I still think we probably would. I mean, he does play well in the in the postseason, but he also he doesn't catch very deep balls. He's not a very explosive player in terms of like taking it up field. Like, he only has 30 career touchdowns, even including all of the postseason. And then only two 1,000-yard seasons. I mean, that's not even close to a Hall of Famer.
0: The only way that it will even be talked about for him to get in the Hall of Fame is because of his postseason career. Yeah. He always seems to show up when the time is needed for him to show up.
1: Yeah, I'd say that. I, I I mean, I would agree that he has shown up and that helps it. But, like, even if you consider the rings, Dante Hightower has three. Uh, Chris Hogan has three. Gronk has three, but Gronk's obviously a Hall of Famer
0: because I mean, Gronk has performed in the regular <coughs> season. We yeah, looked but, at some of his stats.
1: But everyone on week. that team is is got three, three rings, rings for least. the most Pretty part. Much, yeah, for the most, unless part. I mean, you just came into the league yeah, here, or like Gilmore, who just got signed uh, last season. I mean, he doesn't have them. But compared to du- I compared him to Dwayne Bow because I saw a picture and I looked at the stats myself with just three more games played. He has 14 less receptions than Dwayne Bow. That's not a big difference, I'd say. But he has a hundred and or one thousand eight hundred and eighteen yards less. That's very significant. That is a That's very, like an
0: entire season.
1: And then 14 less touchdowns wow. as well. So, and do we consider Dwayne Bow a Hall of Famer by any stretch of the imagination? No. Eh, yeah, no, we don't. Not. We don't. <laughs> he had one great season, but he he's not a Hall of Famer by any. Any stretch of the Julian
0: Edelman's numbers don't even live up to him.
1: No, they don't. I think that I think he's better than what his numbers say, but yeah. But when you're talking about a Hall of Fame where it is individual play and, he and doesn't. and straight numbers.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's
1: how it, that's how it goes. But I mean, even guys I mean, there's guys like Isaac Bruce who are still waiting to get into the Hall of Fame. When Isaac Bruce retired, he was number two in the rushing yards list. That's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, we're talking about Julian Edelman making it to the hall. He's not even top ten. No,
0: at his position, not, no. I mean, he might not even be top fifteen. Saying there's other wide receivers that are younger than him in the league right now that have plenty more
1: yards. Yeah, it's it's not even. I mean, I and I like Julian Edelman. He's he's yeah. a fun player to watch. But the fact of the matter is, he doesn't have. And he plays mad,
0: especially in the postseason.
1: Yeah, he plays motivated. I w- I don't know if I'd say mad. He plays motivated. That's for sure.
0: All you have to do is bring back your. PTSD of third down in the Chiefs game.
1: I'm okay. I'm for like I said, when oh, yeah. I was when I was highlighting the game, I think Chris Hogan's was a little bit more that one was a little bit more nuts and eye opening, but yeah, all his third down conversions, but he doesn't all they are just cuts up the middle. He's a very good route runner. He's he's good at creating space. He's and he, I mean he has incredible acceleration. He's he can do it all in terms of that, but he does he can't run deep. He can't can't run post. He doesn't really run anywhere else other than those routes. So he is not a Hall of Famer. Is he a Hall of Famer in your minds?
0: I don't think so. Just because his regular season stats aren't there.
1: Yeah, I mean, you just need more than just rings. Because everyone on that Patriots roster has rings, and even Deion That's Branch true. got an MVP. He's not in the Hall of Fame either. That's true. So it's just you're you're in a rough situation where you have to be one of the greats to be in the Hall of Fame. It's not like basketball. In terms of, like, the NBA, kind of everyone makes it. Like, everyone from this generation is going to make it to the Hall of Fame, more or less. Like, Kemba, he'll make it. Kemba. Yeah. If if you if you translated Kemba's, like, postseason performance and all he's done in the regular season to, like, the NFL, he wouldn't make it to the exactly,
0: Hall of Fame. Exactly,
1: yeah. Someone like Kemba, it wouldn't even be close. He'd be like a, I don't know, like a Andy Dalton type. Andy Dalton's not going to the Hall of Fame.
0: That's true. I would agree with that statement. Yeah, it's. He's not going. So let's talk a little bit. It feels like years ago, but one week ago today was Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, yeah, six hours or six days ago, and some hours wasn't even full. Full a yeah, it day. It Feels like forever ago. It does feel like forever ago. But with Tom Brady winning the six rings, does he submit himself as the greatest American sports athlete of all time?
0: Man, this is a hard question. I think it does.
1: I really well, it's do. It's just because he's dominated for so long. And football is not meant for that. Like That's the crazy thing about it. Football is not meant for there to be dynasties. Like Jordan won six
0: rings and dominated with the Bulls, but he only dominated for like half the time that Tom Brady's dominated.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's just, it's, it's not even fathomable. I, like 19 years of just. I don't, I don't just, know
0: who else would be in the conversation besides Jordan. Who else would you even put in there?
1: I'd put, and this is kind of a weird, weird person to throw in there, but i put Michael Phelps in there.
0: That works, too. I would I mean, say that because I mean, he dominated not, his sport for a very
1: long time. Like 16 years. Yeah. I mean, yeah,
0: he was. I didn't even think of that. That's a really good play. Yeah.
1: like I mean, not many people do. That's why I said that. And, like, people don't consider that real, but, like.
0: No, that's real. Michael very Phelps, much so.
1: Michael Phelps is a legend in my yeah. mind. That's the greatest Olympian of all time. I mean you got him you got him and then but the problem with it is is that and I looked this up as well 13 players in the NBA who have played a lot of those being the Celtics players from back then in mm-hmm. like the Bill Russell era but you still had guys like Robert Ory in this list there there are 13 players who have six or more rings in the NBA in the history of the league Who has the most rings Bill Russell with that's 11 That's r- that's right Uh and then yeah, like a lot wow. of his and then like a <laughs> lot of his teammates have like 9 or 10 or eight or something like that. Then you got like guys like Robert Ory with seven and obviously Robert Ory is just kind of a role player. But like it's just the the point I'm trying to make is football isn't made to isn't made to like dominate this long. It's not made to you're not supposed to suffice for this long. Not twenty year span of just completely making it to Super Bowls and being a, a legitimate Super Bowl contender throughout all those years more or less. I mean even when they had Matt Castle they went eleven and five, didn't make the postseason somehow. But they, they were still there. Yeah. Yeah. You were eleven and five. Eleven and five this year in the AFC would have would have granted you that second round bye or first round bye. Excuse me. Well, thinking
0: of that, is it Tom Brady or is it the system?
1: It's both. I mean, it's got to be both. It can't be just the system. Because if it was the system, if it was just the system, the the Patriots would have known that. Like that's what people don't understand. Like you see these guys in practice. If it's just a system and the backup's doing just as much as Brady's doing in practice, they're going to look to move from that. The Patriots have looked to move and substitute and release and add players and draft players that have all, frankly, been smart decisions for the most part. There's been a couple. I mean, you can argue Josh Gordon's was, was a bad one, but... I mean, he still Gordon's, helped
0: him this yeah, season. Yeah, Josh
1: Gordon's won you games this year with getting like 80, 90 yards in games when Brady's just throwing checkdowns all game. I mean... But what I'm trying to say is Brady would have been replaced if he was just a system quarterback.
0: That's a good point, yeah.
1: And also, I don't see too many system quarterbacks winning multiple Super Bowls. The only one that I can really—the worst the worst champion that I've ever seen that I know of that has won multiple Super Bowls is probably Eli. Eli's probably the worst out of all those quarterbacks. Yeah. And he got just carried by a defense, and everyone knows that. Look back on those games. Those games weren't high score. I don't think they put up more than 20. No, and they got
0: lucky games. with stuff like the helmet catch and all that good stuff.
1: Yeah, he was going to get sacked on that play. The fact that he even escaped and then threw up a... I mean, it wasn't a duck, but he threw I up mean, a Hail Mary yeah, more or less. <laughs> he just... I mean he, I mean, he hadn't seen... He hadn't seen downfield in like three seconds. <laughs> he, was, he had need to break off from three people. Incredible play, though, nonetheless. But I'm just saying, in terms of... Well, it, I was just bringing that up yeah. because you said Matt Castle won 11-5, and five, so... I mean I think people I think there are a lot of people who can thrive in that offense and in that system cuz they're coached so well. Absolutely, I would agree. I mean that's just that's but just how it Tom goes. Tom
0: Brady still has separated himself from the rest.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. But if you take but if you take the Chiefs roster like I said uh, 2 3 weeks ago, if you take the Chiefs roster and you take the Patriots roster and put them on paper, it's not even close with who has better players. The Chiefs have better players than the Patriots. Even on defense, I think they have better better athletes. I mean, Gilmore is good, but even that, you have Kendall Fuller. You've got Eric Berry playing as well. And Tredavious Ward's a very good player who doesn't get burned in coverage. Even on those third downs that you mentioned earlier, he was right there in Edelman's face all game. Just Edelman had that step from good coaching and being able to expose people on routes. But it's a, it's a mix of both. It it can't be one or the okay. other if you're winning six Super Bowls in well, yeah. playing that for 20 yep. years. Yep.
0: It's, and I agree with the point that they definitely would have moved on if he was just a system quarterback.
1: Because you have you've had the coaching staff yeah. and everything else there. Why why cuz nobody was saying Teddy Bruschi was a system linebacker for them. Why is it why is Brady just got to get exposed for something that just sounds so illogical and makes sense to me. Anything else you want to add on the system quarterback I have debate? Nothing else on the
0: <laughs> system quarterback debate, I think. What you said suffice, suffices enough
1: yeah but when but when you do talk about when comparing him to like a guy like Michael Jordan it's tough you because know, different sports it's different sports and also Jordan basically told baseball to or went to go play baseball told basketball to sit down he probably would have won eight straight I mean you I was, can argue that yeah
0: I mean and he didn't lose when he got there and
1: he yeah. dominated
0: in the regular season yeah he it's very similar to what Brady did
1: Yeah, he could have very easily. I mean, granted, I think they would have had their toughest test against Hakeem and the Rockets, but we very easily could have won that. Exactly. I mean, I don't see. I mean, he took two years off pretty much. I mean, you're not playing. Then came back
0: and didn't really (laughs) miss a beat. No,
1: yeah, he came back and won three more titles. That's more or less unheard of. I mean, I think LeBron could do something like that, but LeBron would need help, obviously. I mean, and Jordan got help, but still. He was that team yeah and he, yeah he was the whole team still but yeah we're gonna take a short break when we come back we're gonna talk about the nba trade deadline and what it means to the eastern conference going into the playoffs on wednesday february
0: 13th kcou presents lucy dacus at rose music hall with rafco and illuminati hotties doors are at 7 30 and the show is at 8 30 p.m advanced tickets are available now at rosemusichall.com Mizzou Softball and Baseball on KCOU is brought to you by b Bagel. b Bagel offers some of the best breakfast in Columbia and is conveniently located a few minutes off campus at 124 East Nifong Boulevard. For their hours and more information, visit their website bbbagel.com or call them at 573-442-5857. For updates on their hours and specials, follow them on Facebook and Twitter as well. KCOU would like to thank BB Bagel for their continued support of KCOU Sports and Student Radio.
1: And we are back. A lot happened within the last week of the NBA in terms of the trades, and we're going to try we're going to try to kind of put it put it into a broader picture to where you don't get too overwhelmed. First we'll start with the 76ers, who re- who acquired Tobias Harris. What did what they give up for that? Do you do you know? They got Bobon as well, your boy. What what did they give up for that? They day?
0: gave up Shamet was the big oh, piece. Oh, Shamet,
1: Leal Landry. Um I forgot about it. I'll have that. to look. Yeah, yeah, that's the big piece. Okay, that's that's fine. But giving up a young guy like Shamet, it is a little unfortunate, but I mean they had They've got young guys all across the board, so it's not the biggest thing. And you're getting, in my opinion, with Tobias Harris, you're getting a forward that's one of the most underrated underrated post players and all-around scorers in the league. So they sent Shemet, Philadelphia's 2020
0: protected first-round pick, an unprotected 2021 first-round pick from Miami, Wilson Chandler, Mike Muscala, and twenty twenty one and twenty twenty three second round picks to the trade.
1: Okay. That's not bad. That's not really that much in my opinion, compared to what like when I compare it to what LA was offering for A D, that's nothing.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. But I mean this sets the Clippers up to be able to draft pretty pretty well in the yeah, upcoming years. I think I think it helps. Or both sides. make a push with the picks to get A D in the offseason.
1: I so. keep forgetting you plays for the Clippers. I keep forgetting about that.
0: Who plays for the Clippers? Or
1: Tobias used to, I mean. Yes. I always forget that because he played for Detroit for the longest time, or at least his rookie year. But he averages 20 points per game this year on he's eight rebounds. He's had a rebounds. really
0: good year. He's been the best player on the Clippers by far.
1: Yeah, oh, for sure. But hes I think he's one of the more underrated players of the year league right there with Rudy Gobert. Like him and Rudy Gobert, are like, I think they're very parallel with how they, how they play. I think, obviously, Rudy Gobert's a better defender. But, like, in terms of, like, how they score, I think it's really similar. I think both those guys are really underrated. They both can show up in playoff games, I'd assume, because Tobias... What Tobias does meshes very well with the playoffs. It's not like he's Curry and he'll have off games and stuff. Because Curry has... Yeah, he hasn't showed no, up Tobias ins- has
0: been pretty consistent all year, and that's a big piece that they needed to add to their starting lineup to compete in a very strong East now. Because, I mean, it's not as strong as the West, yeah. but if you look at the top, the competition is very fierce yeah. for the first four spots. It is. And to be able to compete for one of those spots, they're going to need to go out and get a piece like Tobias Harris.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. The top four is pretty good. I mean, we'll have to see how they play in the playoffs, because they've always had good records like they have. I mean,
0: even if they can't compete with the West, there's going to be some some big competition with each other in the playoffs. Yeah, like I'd those agree. Those four that. teams are you going don't to fight LeBron, each other.
1: Because you don't have LeBron. I'd agree with that. But, but them trading away Markel Fultz this early, I think that's a big mistake. He has nerve problems in his shoulder.
0: Okay, so Markel Fultz, I think, needed to <clears throat> restart somewhere else, somewhere new, somewhere where he can hide a little bit and regain his footing in the league.
1: I don't know. Because...
0: In Philly he's got the spotlight on him. People were talking about how Jimmy was calling him out. Joel Embiid tracks a lot of attention to Philadelphia in Orlando, he can kind of hide. he can kind of get back to where he needs to be and he can thrive.
1: I think he can help him, yeah, but I I just, from the Philly, from Philly's standpoint, I don't think it I don't think that was a smart decision. He's only 20. We saw what he did at Washington. He's an incredible athlete. He can jump with just about anyone in the league. He is fast. He can—I mean, I think he can—once that shoulder gets better, he's going to be able to shoot. I've seen him shoot well. Yeah, I agree with that statement. I've seen him shoot the ball well. I don't know what happened with that whole shoulder. It's still a mystery as to what, how it happened. I remember reading on it. It just confused me. His coach wanted to change his shooting form. His shoulder was messed up. His, He just—I just think all these owners and all this, they need to slow down on some of these players. Because, like, remember when D'Angelo Russell got traded to the Nets? Yeah, yeah. He was like 20, 21, and then Magic was like, this isn't our franchise guy. And then he got good.
0: Like, he's an all-star.
1: Yeah. He's 22 now, all-star.
0: So, I mean, sometimes it's just a matter of waiting a little bit. But, no, I honestly do think that Philadelphia made the right choice here.
1: Do you think? Why do you think that?
0: Because at the moment, I just don't think they need him as much as, like, they think
1: you're saying that are you are you think, do you think that's more because they don't they don't feel like they need to wait for the process to end oh, they've been waiting for these processes. Yeah, I was gonna say
0: that is one and two right now they could put Ben Simmons at point guard, and they don't need Markel
1: but the problem that I see with it how did Ben Simmons rookie year go his first year in the league how'd that go in his first official.
0: I was going to say, are we talking about rookie of the year, Ben Simmons?
1: I'm talking about he didn't play his first year. Yeah. And we talked about MB didn't play his first two years. Because, so as far as I'm concerned, Markel Fultz had a better first year than both them dudes. He actually played, he suited up for a little bit. So I don't know why we're, I don't know why in Philadelphia we're tripping about Markel Fultz not playing for a year. And he did play. I don't understand. He has nerve, he has nerve problems in his shoulder. You guys have waited for everybody else who was your high picks. I don't this doesn't make any logical sense to me. You you trust in this guy, right? You had a stacked draft class filled with Jason Tatum, Lonzo, Josh Jackson, all these other guys. And then you want to and then you want to just get this kid out of here I right when he turns 20. I think they just
0: decided that they don't need to wait any longer because they're in win now mode obviously with the signings that they've got. And I just don't think they decided they needed to wait any longer for him to show progress.
1: But they didn't get anything for him. What did, what did they even... Can you look that up? I don't even know what they got. I don't think... I mean, they didn't get a guy like Mo Bamba or anything like that. So they didn't get much. And Nothing that wowed me when I first looked at it. It's just... I, I don't like it at all. They got...
0: Oh, boy. Give me a second. They got... Um... He traded the Orlando Magic for Jonathan Simmons and Oklahoma City's 2020 first round pick and Cleveland's 2019 second round pick.
1: Oh, that's gross. That's so gross. Okay. Jonathan
0: Simmons is averaging seven points a game with two assists and two rebounds.
1: Yeah, that's fair. How many points did you say? I'm sorry. Seven. Seven? Yeah, that's nothing. Okay. Nice. A guy, guy who can come off the bench, maybe provide a spark say, or something. But who's the
0: starting five there right now?
1: I mean, you have you have Ben at point. Yes, JJ at shooting guard. Yep, Jimmy at three. Jimmy at the three. Tobias at the four, and then Joel at the five. So where's the spot for Markel Fultz? There's, the spot would be shooting guard eventually, but you can come off the bench for a little bit. It's a that's a team that's that potentially favored to win the East, depending on how they finish the season. I'm not. All, all I'm saying is is that is that when you now, I mean, I think you'd agree with me because it makes logical sense. Why would you wait for Joel? Why would you wait for Ben? And not wait for Markel Fultz after Joel literally sold them on trusting the process with these guys.
0: I, I mean, I I don't really understand, but when you think about it, I'm just looking at their roster right now.
1: But T- who comes off the bench? Do you have uh, any? I mean, they don't Boban. have. Bobon.
0: Bobon. TJ McConnell. He oh, can come off the bench. Oh,
1: oh, Lord, save me. That's so scary.
0: They just got James Ennis from the Rockets,
1: they don't have a chance.
0: Uh, Amir Amir Johnson comes off the bench too.
1: You better hope to. You better hope Boban gets some lungs in his in his organ system as well. I mean,
0: Embiid <laughs> can play for long periods of time.
1: Yeah, until so until he gets hurt, like he has proven to his whole NBA career. Oh, I
0: mean, I, I I think they made the right call. I think they decided they couldn't wait any longer, and they made the right call.
1: I think getting rid of Markell is a big mistake. we'll, and, and,
0: we'll see how it plays out. I suppose.
1: Yeah, we will. Moving forward though to Giannis's Bucks. They originally through at the beginning of the week they acquired Stanley Johnson. And I think that would have been an incredible role player for them. A guy who can a guy who's forced four time at modern day Four-time player at modern Day, won state titles yeah. in uh, California. Yeah. Winner went to Arizona, played very well there. Yeah. Got, played for Detroit. Detroit's pretty bad. I don't think he could. I don't think he could play very well in that system and just a losing environment because he's never played in a losing environment until he was probably like eight or something like that. He's he's an. I think he's a great athlete. Can shoot the ball very well. Can defend. But now they have uh, Miritich, who. And I looked him up. He's a very underrated scorer as well. Oh,
0: he was on the Bulls for a while. It was it was fun.
1: 17, I watching him. Seventeen points per game on eight rebounds as well. Yeah,
0: and he's been thriving for New Orleans down there.
1: And that's and that's an incredible that's an incredible scorer to put alongside
0: Bloodso, Giannis, and Chris Middleton. I think that could cement them as the number one seed.
1: I don't know about the number one seed because Toronto's just always played well. I mean, you don't need a number. I, I think seeds are underrated. They're overrated. I don't
0: think they're going to be able to catch them. I don't think Toronto's going to be able to catch
1: them. How close isn't it? Pretty close it's right now. I
0: two guess. games, I think.
1: Okay, wait, is
0: is are the Bucks up? The Bucks are on top.
1: Okay, so I guess the Raptors have been losing. Okay, that's
0: fine. So the Bucks added this piece to a team who I already thought was going to win the East, and then they added Miritich. For really nobody. They didn't really give up anybody from their lineup. I mean, they gave up Thon, didn't they?
1: Yeah. But they Thon's going
0: to be nowhere near as big of a piece as Miritich Thon is going to be. I think,
1: was barely playing. Yeah, He was, He didn't play
0: much. So basically, they flipped Thon for Stanley Johnson and then flipped Stanley Johnson for Miritich, which is a great GM move.
1: I agree. I agree it was. And I didn't think it was that good of a move originally looking at it. But, I mean, Stanley Johnson only averages like 9, 10 a game. And I mean, I think that's what he averaged with this Bucks team, just increasing it a little bit because he is on a playoff team now and, and playing alongside something a that Mirtich
0: can do is he can shoot. At least I remember him do being able yes, to do that on the Bulls. He can shoot. He can shoot threes.
1: Yeah, he's a he's a very good stretch for. I mean,
0: say the Bucks don't. I mean, they have some players that can shoot through I mean, we know Giannis doesn't shoot it tremendously well, and we know some of their other players don't shoot it tremendously well. So this could be a boost for them. Stretch scoring is big.
1: That game we saw on Wednesday was nuts. When they were when was they were the game
0: d- they scored like eighty something points in the first half. Yeah, I think yeah. it was
1: eighty-five. They they were playing the Wizards. I yeah, it was yeah. the Wizards because Bradley Buell got hurt. And uh, uh
0: Otto Porter got traded in the warm up.
1: That's so sc- that's so scary. <laughs> That'd be so nerve wracking as a player, like a role player. Dude, I couldn't
0: believe it. This literally we were watching NBA countdown and Otto Porter is warming up for the Bucks in Milwaukee.
1: Did someone go up to him?
0: And, yeah, someone tells him all of a sudden he got traded. And, like, what do you do in that situation? I mean, he got traded to Chicago, and they were in Milwaukee. So what do you do, call an Uber, send him down to Chicago? I
1: don't, I don't know what not know I mean, what, do. he can't
0: sit on the bench anymore because he's not a member of the organization. Probably can't go back to, I mean, he can go well, back so to the public. locker room to clean out his it's, locker. Yeah, it's so public, but, though,
1: because, like, I mean, he just had a camera. He has cameras on And he on probably him.
0: can't take the team charter back to Washington because he's not part of the team.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't. know what I don't know what you do in that so, situation. What do they
0: do? <laughs> well,
1: Harrison Barnes was on the bench in his game. When no, he, he was in the game. No, he was on. I heard. He, I think he was actually on the bench, but he might
0: have been in the game. Uh, he was in the game. They called a timeout, subbed him out, told him he got traded.
1: Yeah, that's that's so like that's that's mind-boggling to me. I don't I don't understand, but it, it is a business at the end of the day. That's how it goes. But to recap the to recap some of the Eastern Conference trades and and such. The Raptors picking up Marc Gasol. Big, 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 big for I them. think that's meh. He's 34, gets hurt. He's also, I mean, I think it's a little upgrade from Jonas. It's an upgrade from Valanciunas. He it only is. averages like four more points than him, though, now. He doesn't average that many more, maybe I a think, couple more rebounds. I think
0: he'll thrive up there. I mean, yes, they don't have him for very long, but once again, they're in win-now mode. They don't know if they're going to have Kawhi next year. They had to go out and get a piece that's going to they think is going to make a difference for them.
1: That's fair. I just... Because who think... knows
0: what Kawhi's doing. He's probably not staying in Toronto if I had to take an educated guess at it.
1: I think, I think that's... I think it's actually... I think he could.
0: I really do. I mean, he could, but I just don't think he will. Why not? I just think there's better options out there for him.
1: Such as?
0: The Lakers are one.
1: Okay. I mean, I think the Lakers are a fun option, but LeBron's going to be recruiting everybody. And, I mean, Kawhi's probably the focal point. Of, I was going mean, to say. So I don't think Kawhi is one of the best
0: players in the league.
1: I think LeBron understands that if he that if KD wins another title with Golden State, he's not going to want Kevin on his team because then that's you know it's it's like you can't beat him, so have him join your team.
0: Um, yeah. Even if he wins another title, there's no guarantee that he's staying in Golden State. I never said. Yeah, New I York offers coming in.
1: Yeah, I think I, I would if I was to guess, he might go to New York with. Someone like Kyrie or another guard or something. It's going to be an interesting offseason. I really... I mean, you don't know any of these guys personally, and nobody's come out yep. and said anything because, yep. you know, they're in the middle of a basketball season. They're just trying to play.
0: And we'll speculate a little bit more on this later, but uh, what else do we have on the trade deadline?
1: You had... I mean, Jonas... I mean, the markets all all... To recap on the Marcus All trade, I mean Marcus All is a solid player, but he is getting older, and I definitely don't think it improves them that much compared to like Miritich to the Bucks, or for the Sixers getting a guy like Tobias Harris who averages who averaged twenty points per game this year, willing the Clippers at the beginning of the year to the first seed in the in the West within like fifteen games into the season, it's crazy. Uh, you don't see. I'm, th- I'm
0: looking at ESPN here. It says the biggest upgrade for Gasol's defense.
1: Yeah, Marcus he's play a good much defense. better
0: interior defense than Valančiūnas would.
1: I thought Valančiūnas I did not think Valančiūnas was a bad defender.
0: No, he's probably not a bad defender, but Gasol's a very good defender down there.
1: He is, and and that could create matchup problems it for also against the Sixers. ends
0: the grit and grind era of Memphis.
1: Yeah, but did You
0: know it's but, the first time. It was yeah. the first time in, I don't even remember how many years, but there wasn't a Gasol brother starting for Memphis. Yeah, it's it was the first season. time in the history of Memphis's franchise, actually. I think.
1: Yeah, I think that's correct, and that's. I mean, that's and that cool. was
0: yeah, that was like earlier this week when they had their last game because it was Pow and then it was Mark.
1: Yeah, it's like I said. I just don't. I don't think that it propels them toward anything.
0: How old is Valentinus? Uh I don't know. Let me look it up. Because was this trade better for the for the Grizzlies?
1: Probably. Jonas is, I guess I'm on his, uh, he's 26. Jonas is so 26. So he'll be around for a while longer. Yeah. Instead he, averaged, of Gasol's. he averaged 12 points this year on seven rebounds.
0: And I've heard they're going to try and get rid of Conley here in the off season.
1: Well, no one's going to want to pick up that contract. That's the big problem with Conley. You gave him this fat contract. Now you're stuck with him. He was the first guy to really get offered that big deal, that $30 million deal that some of these guys are getting. Like Curry got that big super max, which rightfully deserved. Boy, well, yeah. <laughs> but Mike Conley, I think Mike Conley is a very underrated player, but he's definitely, I don't think he's worth as much as he's getting paid right now with how stacked the guard play is in the league, especially at the one, at the point guard position. You, I mean, you're looking looking at guys like game I mean, some people don't put Damian Lillard in their top five point guards. And that's a realistic argument you can make. People don't put Kyrie in their top five. I don't think Kyrie's in my top five. Russ probably isn't either.
0: Who are your top five then? Oh, God.
1: We're going to break. a are listing off some
0: all-stars <laughs> here that aren't in the top five.
1: We're going to break. All and right. when I come All back, right. we will get All my right. top five. Sounds
0: good. <laughs> Sixteen semesters and eight years ago, our forefathers brought upon KCOU a new sports talk show, Salute Your Sports. Join me, Chris Mitchell, along with James Stanley and Matthew Terry every Wednesday afternoon from 4 to 5 on KCOU 88.1 FM, Columbia, and online at kcou.fm. You can check us out on Twitter as well at KCOU Salute. Salute Your Sports is the only Mizzou-centered sports talk show on the KCOU airwaves. Don't miss out on the action. You love them enough to do anything for them. including checking NHTSA.gov the right seat to make sure they're in the right car seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Act Council. Did you know that more than 80% of True Falls volunteers are local residents and students? With the energy and creative spirit of nearly 1,000 people working on more than 30 different teams, you can help make True Falls 2019 a great fest. True Falls still needs hundreds of volunteers for placement on teams, including setup, breakdown, theater operations, hospitality, merchandise, box office, sustainability, and more. Go to volunteer.truefalse.org for more information and to complete an application. All right, welcome back here. I have a message from KCOU Sports. Don't miss an exciting opportunity to catch KCOU live at Willie's. That's right, on Saturday, February 16th, from noon to 2.30 p.m., our flagship Sports Saturday show, No Huddle, will be live at Willie's and Bullwinkle's. The guys will be doing live trivia and giving out prizes in addition to breaking down Mizzou and college hoops as well as the NBA. So come out, support KCOU Live at Willys and Bullwinkles next Saturday from noon to 2.30 p.m. and stay for the Mizzou men's basketball game when they take on Ole Miss at Ole Miss right after the show. It'll be a good time. Make sure you come out. Nick and I will both be there. And uh, yeah, come check it out. It'll be a good time.
1: It will be a fun time. I'm actually pretty excited for it.
0: All right, and we're going to move right back Wait, in.
1: Hold on, hold on. I okay. want to do my top five.
0: We're going to move back into the NBA, and <laughs> Nick's going to give us his top five point guards in the league. Please. All right, we're going to have one. Drum roll, please.
1: Hope the mic picked that up. <laughs> I got Curry at one for my point guards. At number two, though, I think I have Damian Lillard. I think Damian Lillard, He, if he was on a better team, I think a lot of other people would think this as well. I really do. Three. This is why it's your top five and not my top five. Three. I'll put. I'll put Westbrook. I guess, but I don't really like how he plays that much. I don't like. I don't like the whole. You know, drive to the basket, shoot a bunch of threes, miss a bunch of threes. I don't think it'll win you a title, but skill, skill for skill, he's.
0: Yes, he's one of the best. Yeah. That's why he's been MVP of the league.
1: All right, four. Even though he is hurt right now, John Wall. Is my four. Straight
0: talent wise? Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. For sure. Let's and a see.
0: long road ahead for John Wall. We wish him the best of luck in his recovery. We heard he's going to be going back to school, so good luck with him.
1: And that. maybe a guy like, I mean, I think Kemba, if he was on a better roster, would be probably my five, but Kyrie, you can argue as well. They're both pretty similar. I think Kyrie's a little soft on defense, so L. And also, don't get outplayed by Curry when wow. you need to outplay right. Curry, so. <laughs>
0: Yeah. real talk for Kyrie. I don't
1: remember. I'll never forget when he just got absolutely cooked by by Curry after they beat him in the finals, which was a fluke, by the way. But that's okay. It's 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 fine. So you know, it's whatever.
0: Okay, so back to like trade deadline kind of stuff. Uh, Ennis Cantor was bought out by the Knicks. That's his next move.
1: That surprised me. Well, so when you get bought out, you can go wherever, right? Yes.
0: Instead of being instead of having to deal with the teams. Picking where you go, you can choose where you go.
1: You wanna know where he's going? Where's he going? Golden State.
0: Really? You think so?
1: No. I mean he might I don't
0: think I don't think he's gonna go there. I've heard stuff like the Bulls are gonna buy out Lopez and Lopez will go to Golden State and help them, but I honestly thought Cantor would go somewhere more like uh Boston or Houston.
1: I'd like Houston a lot. Houston, that I would I think put... that's
0: a really good fit for him.
1: Well, they already got him on Schumpert, and I think yes, that's someone you can at least play in the postseason because he has that experience. I like, mean,
0: and you can, when Capella needs a rest, you could definitely put in Cantor, and you wouldn't see that much of a drop-off. Dude,
1: yeah, Cantor is, Cantor's He's is a, a
0: really g- good big man.
1: Yeah, he can rebound the ball very well. That's one thing that he can do. Like, when the Warriors, when they get those offensive rebounds and kick it out for three off of, I mean, that's that and sucks. And honestly,
0: Draymond, Draymond plays four for them. Yeah. Yeah, he's not that much of a rebounder.
1: I mean, he is, I mean, in my yes, opinion. Yes, but he can
0: be boxed out by someone because, like, Ennis Cantor's bigger.
1: Yeah, he is. Ennis Cantor's gigantic. Yeah, I I agree. It'll that make that a would difference be, for anyone for for the Rockets. That would be good, and they already did very well with the trades. I'm surprised they didn't keep Stauskas though when they traded for him. But that's fine. I mean, they got their own plan. I guess. I don't. I don't exactly know what they're trying to do. With... So
0: also on the buyout market is Carmelo Anthony because the Bulls bought him out. Heard Lakers rumors. Good or
1: bad move? Bad move. Bad move. I just think that he's kind of like the Allen Iverson of this generation, to where like he just he just can't take that step down. And I love Carmelo. I think Carmelo's an incredible. He's been he's done so much for the league. When he was in Denver, he was he went pound he went pound for pound with Kobe in the Western Conference yeah. Finals with J.R. Smith. But by he's his just side. dropped off. One hundred percent older. But he's played. I mean, I mean people don't understand. He's, he's played been a sixteen. For a long sixteen. Time. This is his sixteenth year. Yeah. I mean, he got in the league when LeBron did, and D Wade's deteriorating too. All those guys. I mean, Chris Bosh doesn't even play anymore. It might just to- be his time. That's what I'm saying. dude. Yeah. 16 years in the league. That does that. That's a wear and tear. LeBron is just that unique athlete from that, from that class. I mean, you don't see people in their 16th NBA season doing what LeBron does. So don't put him on that pedestal where you're like, oh, he's not performing like LeBron in his 16th year. So he's not. He's not doesn't have a doesn't have a crazy N- NBA career. No. Carmelo's led the league in scoring. Uh, for most for a good amount of his career, he was a top-five scorer in the league, in yeah. a league that is dominated by guys who can score the ball, especially at the guard position. He has... He, and obviously the New York native thing, when he went to New York, they were good, and, you know, all that happened, but nothing could really pan out with him and Amon Shumpert, yeah. who was was deteriorating faster than he even was, and that was a pretty incredible sight to see in and, in and of itself. So, it's... It, you, you, he was stuck with not being around winners. I mean, when he, was with, when he was with Denver, they were good. But then he left Denver to go get money in New York and live in his hometown.
0: All right, moving down my list of people that have been bought out. Okay. We have uh, Marcin Gortat was bought out by L.A. He's 34. He's big. He can rebound. He can set screens. He's also old. He can play defense. He's only 34. I mean, he's old, but he's not that old. He's pretty old. But could right. he help a win-now team? No, you really don't think so.
1: Maybe coming off on the second, I can't but think. I of he's not going right to start, now. but I mean, I wouldn't. If I was like the Rockets, who aren't that big, who aren't like very depth, those doesn't have much depth. I should say, they they shouldn't waste their time on somebody. I'd get a guy like Ennis Cantor, Keep your same roster.
0: So it looks like I'm looking at Bleacher Report here. Says he is hoping to land with Golden State. Well boy, I'd be hoping to land with Golden State as well. <laughs> I'm too. on the buyout market <laughs> me, right me too. now as well. So me too. Me
1: too. <laughs> well, who said that Gortat? Yes. Oh, I yeah. would say that too. He'd be I think he'd be a good addition to that team, but I think Jordan Bell, Jordan Bell playing like that power forward position for them is pretty solid coming off the second string.
0: It looks like there's a possibility that Frank Kaminsky gets bought out.
1: Yeah, I remember when Jordan drafted him. Could like, he
0: make a difference?
1: Yes, I think so. I think his ability to shoot the ball helps uh, helps tremendously. And, I mean, I, I haven't really seen enough of him play in the league. I remember him at Wisconsin when, when they beat the 38-1 and Kentucky squad. I mean, that was crazy. And
0: then we have Cancer, who we already talked about, Robin Lopez from the Bulls.
1: Robin Lo- I ah mean, yeah, the Lopez brothers are always really solid. That's not a bad guy to have on your team. With that being said, though, who's your favorites coming out of the East? Since we talked about them last before last break, I said the Bucks. You said the Bucks. Okay, I think the Celtics
0: are still. Honestly, I, I think the Celtics are not as good as people are saying.
1: But think about think about all those teams that we listed. The Sixers.
0: I think the Sixers will be better than the Celtics. I think the Bucs will be better than the Celtics. I think the Raptors will be better than the Celtics. But
1: when you list all three of those teams, who on any of those rosters can even attempt to guard Kyrie? There's one guy from one team, and it is it, is, if it isn't your favorite. It's the Sixers. Who, who on the Sixers can guard Kyrie, in your opinion? Could it be Jimmy? Yes, that, that's who I'd say. That's the only guy who can even try and hold Kyrie. It, out of any of these teams, Kyle Lowry will get cooked. He's gotten well, yeah. cooked last four or you five you think Malcolm
0: years. Brogdon will get cooked?
1: Yes. Okay. <laughs> I do. I don't even think that would be close. All right. I mean, he might prove me wrong because he is a solid defender. You know, I was going to
0: say, with that whole Virginia defense yeah. kind of thing, he knows how to play defense.
1: Yeah, he's a very good defender. I'm not discrediting him at all. But when you have to guard a guy as quick as Kyrie yeah. and as elusive and with but, that type of
0: handle. I mean, who else on that team is going to uh, step up and have have them win because it can't just be like yes it can just be Kyrie, but at the same time, that's that's not going to get you out of the East.
1: They're they're in a rough stretch right now, obviously. And Kyrie losing... just got
0: injured last night. He got hurt. He did. He left the game after 14 minutes last night, I believe, with some kind of knee injury. Then they blew a 25 point lead against the uh, Clippers at home
1: and lost by 11. Yes.
0: To who'd you say it was? The to Clippers the, the, in Boston, who just traded Boban and Tobias.
1: Yeah, it's like I said, it's rough right now, but I think this stretch might be good for them to kind of wake them up because you know they have the depth to win the East. They have they run nine or ten guys deep. Realist, like like they really run like that many guys, and they can. Not many. No, no other team in the East can say that. When you were listing the. When you were listing the Sixers, how deep do you really think the Sixers can go? Now that they traded Shaman and got rid of Fultz. Um, I'm not totally sure. I mean, I think they I think they could
0: run the East. I honestly do. I, I think do that too. starting five is good enough to win the East.
1: I do too. But you have you only have seven or eight guys. I mean, you like I said, Simmons has had injury problems. Embiid has had injury problems. Either those two guys go down, or they win in the East.
0: I don't think so. They all have to stay healthy for them to win the East.
1: Okay, and that's what I mean, I'd agree with you on that. But I'm just saying like, they don't have the depth, and that's what happened to the Rockets last year. The Rockets were going to win the title last year. I mean, we that's not not even an opinion. They weren't going to win the title last year. They were going to beat the Warriors in that series had Chris Paul not hurt his hamstring two seconds left in that basketball game.
0: So I'm looking here at some Boston news, and uh Kyrie left the game in the second quarter with a right knee sprain. That's not good. And then the Celtics were up 28 points at halftime and then lost.
1: But do you remember how good that young core played without him last year? Yes,
0: I do. So it's going to be Terry Rozier that's going to have to come in and step up, but uh, they have <laughs> no idea at the moment how long he's going to be out. Okay. And they play Philadelphia next on Tuesday.
1: Hey, so they'll be fine. As long as they make it to the playoffs, they can beat about anyone in that in the East. And that's not hyperbole to say that. They went seven games without Kyrie and Gordon Hayward last year, almost beating LeBron. You can argue they could have beat LeBron.
0: Yeah, I agree. And that was it was close, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They
1: gave him a fight. Yeah, they were up. Yeah. They were after Jason Tatum had that yeah. dunk with like six minutes, or it was yeah. either six or four. It was a low low number. They were up at that point. It within Game Seven in in a, I believe it was in Boston because they had a great re- regular season. So it was a tough game for LeBron. He had to give it his all. So. And then the East is wide open with LeBron Xing. We're gonna take a short break, ladies and gentlemen. When we come back, we are gonna discuss college basketball and our upsets and moments of the week. Look at me, busy as a bee. Where'd I get all this energy? Oh man, mm, man. I don't sleep and I don't eat, but I've got the cleanest house on the street. Oh meth. Mmm, Get these hairs all out of my face. Get these bugs all out of my place. One more hit. No time to waste, oh meth. Mm, meth.
0: Whether it be t-shirts for your charity event or jerseys for your intramural team, One to One Print Shop can handle your custom apparel needs. If you need inspiration in crafting a design, you can follow them on Facebook and Instagram at one to one Shop to check out some of their latest work. You can also visit their website at 1to1printshop.com. That's O-N-E-T-O-O-N-E-printshop.com.
1: This is your boy Rubik's. I got a message for all y'all out there.
0: You find yourself with nothing to do from noon to 2 on Monday. Tune into my show, The Lounge at Lunch with Danny Bing. We got the freshest music and the hottest takes only on KCOU u88.1 FM or kcoU.fm don't FM.
1: see last time I seen was at the store with the spice aisle, looking salty I stepped out with some cold all
0: right welcome back here in studio a and uh, we're gonna switch over from the NBA to college basketball
1: today in uh, last night during while Ethan was at the Mizzou game, as they were getting destroyed by Texas A&M, which
0: we had a 12 point lead in the first half and we blew. But we uh, were. I mean, now we're without Jonte and Tillman and Smith.
1: Yeah, you're, and it's yeah, really they're, hard. They're missing. They're missing a lot of pieces. I get. I'll give Conzo the benefit of the doubt and say you're missing three of your arguably best your players. Yeah, yeah, three of your best players. I mean, Geist wouldn't be nearly as good as he is right now if he didn't have to do as much as he's done. Because he's never done this before. With that being said, though, the Duke Blue Devils shot the ball incredibly well from through last night. 60-something percent. 62. Or 61.9, but I'm rounding it up to 62. 62%. They uh, before that game, they're I believe their three point average, and I might have this wrong, but they were 215th in Division One. So or I was watching like some
0: highlights, and all the highlights it was like two Zion dunks, four RJ threes, and four Cam threes.
1: Yeah, they yeah, and then Cam had a really lucky role in one of his, but they all played a very ext- extremely well. Virginia, luckily, I believe it was a ten point loss, correct?
0: It was I believe it was seventy and it
1: was more like an eight or seven point loss. And with as well as Duke was shooting the three ball. The fact that they kept that game single digits is pretty remarkable. I mean, that just shows how good this Virginia team. Duke has shown up to play against Virginia, and I and I commend them for that because they're all very young guys. They haven't been around the college system longer than four months, and it's incredible to see. I think, Ask me how Zion blocked that shot. Yeah, that was incredible. That was incredible. I think I went to the bathroom during that. I don't think no I saw it. No idea how Zion blocked that shot. Uh, yeah, I think I was in the bathroom when I, I so I didn't see it live. It's an incredible block, though, nonetheless. But also in the news, your favorite point guard in the NCAA, Marcus Howard, scored 38 points.
0: Incredible game against Villanova. 13 for 24 If you didn't watch, you missed out.
1: Yeah, Marcus Howard for Marquette is one of the— He puts
0: on a show.
1: I haven't seen too many people in college basketball who can dribble the ball as well as he can and create space and not get it picked from him. A lot of people who would do something like that would get the ball stolen from them probably five times a game. And w- and at halftime when he had well, how many points do you have? Twenty four? I think it was twenty one. Okay, at twenty one. His teammates his his teammates, his teammates had like nine. Nine total, the reporters told him. But the first thing he credits when he t- when they asked him about his performance so far, he credits his teammates. And he says his teammates are the reason that he is doing as well as he is doing. And that's just that is just something you want in a player. A guy who's humble, a guy who can create his own shot, a guy who he's also undersized if you if you need to know. He's five eleven. He's he's an incredibly small basketball player, but he makes up for it with his ability to dribble the ball and his ability to attack the rim, and and shoot shoot floaters and everything else. He's just an incredible talent to watch, and I and I encourage everyone who is listening to this to please just watch it for one game.
0: Oh, he's incredible to watch. I remember I tweeted earlier in the year that he was playing with the sliders up, and it looks like that all the time. Oh,
1: it, and that was a must-win game, Villanova. 10 and 0 in the conference they were 8 and 1 going in now they're only one game behind them.
0: And as you assured me as I said Villanova was sliding throughout the entire year. Villanova always hits their stride at this point in year.
1: Yes, they conference do. play they show up. Yeah, they yeah, they had some early losses but they've they've shown why they are why they've won two national championships in the span of 3 years. But for my moment of the week this week to end off our show On a very positive note, as we always like to do. We always love to do this. Yeah. Israel, Adesanya, and Anderson Silva's fight. Just two incredible stand-up artists, different generations. Of course, Adesanya had the better parts of it. But just watching these two guys try and hit each other with spinning back kicks and these crazy amount of shots, these flying knees, and they just had so much respect for each other after the fight. Adesanya goes, I've been watching you since UFC 90, and... That was a that was a long time ago. That was an incredibly long time. Let me get a date here. Oc- oh, 2008. The, what are we in the UFC 200? Yeah, now? Two, yeah, that was 234, and that was then. That was uh, that was when he fought somebody named Coach. I don't even I don't know how to, it's got a bunch of it's got three accent marks on it. I don't know how to say it. But October 25th, 2008, was when he started watching it because he was a kickboxer originally, and Anderson Silva is like his idol basically. And as he's doing the post, post-fight post press conference, he says, for kids who play basketball, that's like going up against Michael Jordan, which is true. He's regarded as the GOAT.
0: Yeah, I believe it. And then for my moment of the week, uh, I'm taking Russell Westbrook with his ninth straight triple-double ties Will Chamberlain for the most consecutive triple-doubles in NBA history, which is incredible.
1: Uh, I think that's crazy as well. I, d- I didn't know it was only nine. I thought it would be higher than that for Will. Well, I mean, someone
0: will have... And off. Like will only they'll probably put up like nine rebounds and miss a triple double or something like that. Yeah. That was probably the only thing that stopped him.
1: Yeah, that's that's it's true. It's probably
0: like one off in one category. And then just a joint moment of the week because I have to. My my Duke Blue Devils beating Virginia for the second time and taking that season sweep because that's huge for them. Especially to go into Virginia and be able to do that. <laughs> what? I have no comment. No comment.
1: No, oh, they played well, like I said, but you're just not gonna you're not gonna shoot the ball as well as they did that day. Any other game, it's just been crazy how well they played against Virginia this year. They've that's been their two games. Like you, you can look at the Kentucky and be like, oh, they played really well, but that was November. They none of those teams knew yep. what they were even doing, and we knew
0: that going into that though.
1: I, yeah, I agree. But for my upset watch for the week. This Saturday, I believe you have your first UFC—actually, no. It's your second UFC fight night on ESPN. That's not on ESPN+. You have Francis Ngannou over Cain Velasquez in the main event. Two-to-one odds, I believe, on this. People, I don't think a lot of people believe Ngannou can, re- can grapple with the guy like Cain Velasquez, but I think Cain Velasquez, with all the back injuries he has had and the amount of time off, it's, it's going to really hinder his performance and with a guy who has been active as Ngannou. He's going to thrive, and I think he will secure the knockout with his incredible punching power.
0: All right, and my upset pick of the week I'm taking the Badgers and Wisconsin over Michigan State.
1: What day is that? Do you know? I
0: think it's Tuesday.
1: Okay, Super Tuesday?
0: I believe so, and that's big rank to be ranked, and Wisconsin's coming off a loss to Michigan that they'll want to avenge. That they thought they could have done better. I think in that they could have. I think they could have And they won definitely could have done better in that game and pulled out and won that one at Michigan because they hung close for most of the game and Michigan just pulled away at the end.
1: And that is all we have for you, folks. I'm happy you all tuned in today. We will be back here next Sunday at 9 a.m., same exact time, kcou.fm, 88.1 FM. And we will see you all later.
0: Have a good week, everyone.